Hello again, and welcome back to the Slow Flowers Podcast with Deborah Prinzing, episode 533. This is the weekly show about slow flowers and the people who grow and design with them. It's all about making a conscious choice, and I invite you to join the conversation and the creative community as we discuss the vital topics of saving our domestic flower farms and supporting a floral industry that relies on a safe, seasonal, and local supply of flowers and foliage. This show is brought to you by SlowFlowers.com, the free online directory to more than 880 florist shops and studios who design with local, seasonal, and sustainable flowers, and to the farms that grow those blooms. It's the conscious choice for buying and sending flowers. Thank you to our lead sponsor for 2021, Farm Grow Flowers. Farm Grow Flowers delivers iconic burlap wrap bouquets and lush, abundant arrangements to customers across the U.S., supporting more than 20 U.S. flower farms by purchasing more than $9 million of U.S.-grown fresh and seasonal flowers and foliage annually. Discover more at farmgrowflowers.com. Our next sponsor thanks goes to new sponsor, Detail Flowers Software, a platform specifically designed to help florists and designers do more and earn more. With an elegant and easy-to-use system, Details improves profitability, productivity, and organization for floral businesses of all shapes and sizes. Grow your bottom line through professional proposals and confident pricing with Details All-in-One Platform. All friends of the Slow Flowers podcast will receive a seven-day free trial of Details Flowers software. Learn more at detailsflowers.com. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. You are in for a very special treat because I've invited TJ McGrath to join me for a conversation about his flower-filled life. The timing is perfect because we just announced the speaker lineup for the 2022 Slow Flowers Summit. And I'm thrilled to tell you that TJ will be one of our guest designers at what is going to be an amazing fifth annual Slow Flowers Summit, June 26th through 28th, 2022, taking place in Bedford and Pocantico Hills, New York. Both of those locations are about 45 minutes north of Manhattan. You can find all the details at slowflowerssummit.com. I first met TJ when I interviewed him for a florist review article about the floral business in New York City. Ironically, that entire New York issue was never printed. It just appeared online because it was the May 2020 issue right smack in the middle of COVID. But that experience put TJ on my radar, and I regularly admired his floral designs as he transitioned from working at a retail flower shop to going solo and renaming his Instagram account TJ McGrath Design. We invited TJ to be a guest at last September 2020 Slow Flower Members Meetup, the virtual one, where he shared his unique, fresh, modern approach to foam-free floral designs. TJ's engaging personality and his design philosophy appeal to me. He says, there are no real rules in nature, so there are no restrictions or rules in his designs. He writes, I strive every day to push beyond my boundaries and to create one-of-a-kind designs that feel modern, whimsical, and fresh. I'm reaching beyond what I've done thus far to discover engaging new shapes, color palettes, and foraged organics to design with using advanced floral foam frame mechanics. Committed to fostering a community that is inclusive as well as environmentally and socially aware, TJ believes a sustainable floristry industry is achievable 
and it starts at home with each one of us. He has and continues to seek out and support the local flower farming community where he lives in New Jersey. You'll want to check out today's show notes for episode 533 at deborahprinzing.com, where you can watch video of the floral arrangement TJ created during our interview. Let's jump right in and welcome TJ McGrath. Hi, everybody. Hello again, and welcome back to the Slow Flowers Show with Deborah Prinzing. This is episode 533. Thanks so much for joining us. You are in for a very special treat today because I've invited my friend TJ McGrath. Hi, TJ. Hi, Deborah. How are you? I'm good. It's so good to see you coming to me from across the country. Um, you'll tell us about that. Uh, but you, TJ uh, agreed to join me for a conversation about his experience and life in flowers, especially since the last time people met him at a, a year ago at our Slow Flowers meetup, which was in the throes of the pandemic. Um, yes. But the timing today is perfect because yesterday we announced the speaker lineup for the 2022 Slow Flowers Summit, which will be at the Stone Barn Center for Food and Agriculture in Pocantico Hills, New York, which is the Hudson Valley. TJ will be one of our guest designers and instructors at that event. I'm so excited, TJ, that you said yes. I'm like so ridiculously excited. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. You're going to you're going to lead two sessions, and um, the dates are June 26th to 28th, 2022, and you can find all the details at slowflowerssummit.com. So more on that later, but it kind of felt like we had to celebrate that announcement and get one of our instructors on. So thanks for saying yes, and uh, you're in your kitchen, which is where people see you do a lot of videos, right? Yeah, well, I mean, you know... The kitchen is most of the house, <laughs> so um, so yeah, it's the easiest place to to do these kinds of things. Um, plus, I have counters and things, yeah. and I can place stuff around. So, really, really awesome uh, for you to join me here. Tell us a little bit about uh, a snapshot of TJ McGrath Designs as it is now, because I, I know you're constantly you're a curious person and you're constantly experimenting. Yes, I am. Um, TJ McGrath Designs is about a year old. Um, you know, it was came about because of the pandemic, and the the choice was: do I find another full time design position, or do I go out on my own? And my initial reaction was: medical benefits, regular salary, all of that. Go for that. And Andrew's reaction was: you're too talented. You have to try yourself. Um, which I still don't really. I know, right? Like, we all need partners like that. I love that. We do. We awesome. Do. So, so when the house is a big mess and there's flowers everywhere and he's like, uh, I can't get out the door, I'm like, you're the one who told me to do this. So, <laughs> that's, your, that's your back pocket excuse. I love it. <laughs> it is because I, I honestly don't know if I would have done it without his encouragement. So, um, so what is the studio? So I've spent kind of like the last year, I think, trying to figure out what I don't want the studio to be. Um, and I don't, you know, I, I kind of started writing the website right away and said, you know, I don't want to book weddings. Like I've just come out of six, almost seven years of wedding, 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 wedding. And plus, like, I mean, the kitchen is lovely. Yes. You'd like to enjoy house, it. The, the whole house is 840 square feet. So like, you know, a giant wedding out of this house would be, I know lots of people do it. Um, they don't have a Chaucer or a, or a, those things. Um, Chaucer being one of your two dogs, right? Chaucer being one of the two dogs. 
So I you know, kind of quickly realized at the beginning, I don't want to try to start selling weddings, but that doesn't, didn't, never meant that I wouldn't entertain the right inquiry. Mm-hmm. Um, and over the last few months, a few of the right inquiries have come through. So I have actually booked a couple of events for um, next year. Um, and I thought, what, what's the best way for me to sort of bring in an income and still play with flowers and do all of that while I'm figuring out what the studio is going to become. So I've actually done a lot of freelance. That's a great, you know, way to help keep paying the bills. But I also, you know, reached out and started a bit of a small subscription service, which now that we're coming, I'm realizing it's really a very sort of seasonal subscription service because we're coming into the dead of winter and the availability of flowers in New Jersey right now is kind of slim. So it's, you know, it's been a year of like trying to refigure out what my style is, where I want to go, a lot of experimenting, just like you said. You um, have a, it seems like a really good relationship with um, the greenhouse Howtow and Sons. Is that, yeah. I mean, I've, I'm dying to visit it because I've seen photos of your workshops there. How far is that from you in New Jersey? It's an hour and 15 minutes okay. for, for normal folks. It's like, you know, a swig of water down yeah. the way for me. And I think, you know, I struggle with driving on highways, so it's, it's a bit of a challenge. We, I just did a workshop there a couple of weeks ago. Just got the gallery in. I'm really excited to share that with everyone who attended. Oh, wow. Uh, and this time I was smart. So this was the fourth one at Hotel. And this time I was smart. I actually booked an Airbnb for the Friday. Because you go up the day before. You can't set up the morning of a workshop. Right. The morning workshop. So. Right. So my flower assistant and I went up the day before and then I was like, you know, we're starting at 8.30. There's an Airbnb five minutes away. Do you want to stay? And she was amazing. She has a five-month-old baby and she was like, yeah, I could take a break. <laughs> <laughs> this was your co-presenter? She was, no, my co-presenter, actually she came up too. So the three of us, she came up on Friday and helped set up too. Um, this was my flower assistant. And I say that with like, I don't have a flower assistant. I, there's just so much work that goes into it, right? Like, and I'm an old dude, Deborah. I needed some extra hands. And Jill is amazing. And she's like, yeah, I get to play with thousands of flowers, you know, just arranging, you know, you condition some of the flowers, all of that. So you just need like a small army. Yeah. But I'm not not somebody who has a flower assistant. (laughs) (laughs) I'd like it though. I Um, I mean, I hate it. So, in, so hat- I, I was saying it wrong. It's Hatao, not Hautau. Hatao is how Kim and Brian okay. say it. Okay, and that's like an established uh, greenhouse grower, of right? Yeah, three generations. Um, they've been around since like the early 1900s. That's part of the workshop too, right? So it's interesting to see if the next workshop I have plans for another venue. Um, if, if the growers who came, so everyone I've done at Hatao, has been like a mix of designers, growers, and just enthusiasts. Um, so it'll be interesting to see when I'm not actually at a farm, um, if I continue to get that grower interest mm-hmm. in the world. I think so, because I work really hard to like maintain those relationships with growers. Um, so I think that, that they'll still want to come. But yeah. a lot of them definitely go and want to meet him and Brian. Kim gives a, a tour on our way. The Hellebore House is the third greenhouse. There's three greenhouses, and the Hellebore House is the last. So she sort of tours and talks. She's an artist. Like the woman is. Uh, like, I need to. I need to come visit. 
It's it yes. sounds, but it sounds like that. This is when I first met you. You were saying to me that uh, I want to say it was maybe a couple years ago, and you were saying how you're you were trying to develop relationships with with local growers because bef- right up until a couple years ago, people were still hauling themselves into New York City to West Twenty Eighth yeah. Street, right? Yeah, yeah, and it's it's funny. They're like they a few years ago they were hard to find. I think the flower farmers, you know. Not everybody is Erin from Florette, you know, and saw the, sees the power of social media. But, you know, there, this is New Jersey. There's flower farmers everywhere. And, and it was actually Kristen Beal who said to me, you must have flower farmers in New Jersey. Like, why, you know? And I was like, you know, you're right. So I started scouring and scouring and scouring. And through connections and talking to people, I actually talked to one of the ladies who worked at the wholesaler who was like, I know a farmer. Who knew a farmer? Who knew a farmer? Who knew a farmer? And so relationships just started building up. And you actually have Patty on, I think, um, Slow Flowers Meetup. She's she's the head of our co-op. So yeah, this this the, you're one of the first people who told me that co-op was forming. The, it's called Garden State Flower Garden State Co-op. Flower. Yeah. How far is that from you? So. <laughs> How much more driving do you have to do? <laughs> a lot. Um, a lot. So, and it's funny, I was talking to one of the farmers last night who was like, we're voting on Wednesday for a possible new location that might be nearer to you. And I was like, I'll spend more <laughs> if it's nearer to me. Yeah. Um, You'll so be their, their number one client in that case. I, exactly. Exactly. So, they, but they've, they've grown so much, which I'm sure that Patty talked about. Yeah. Um, yeah. Right now for me to get there, it's like an hour and 20 minutes on back roads. Mm-hmm. So it, mm-hmm. it was a little hard. But again, like for me, the whole flower business is relationships, right? Talking to people because I think flower people, one, we like to talk. We like to talk about flowers. Um, so I've a lot of the folks that I ended up freelancing for, you know, I kind of turned them on to the co-op either last year or whatever. And so and people texting me all the time, like, I'm going to pick up. Do you need me to get anything? Do you want to place an order? Should I FaceTime you when I get to the market floor? And so I, oh, I that's so I, cool! You've kind of yeah. built the community. You built a community of of like bringing your peers along so that they get excited about local product. Yeah, for sure. And like, and also one of the benefits of having me freelance with you is learning a little bit more about sustainability and yes, could have done with you know for some of the events without floral foam. But um, yeah, I mean it's it's been a wild kind of crazy year. So I'm I'm like presenting at the 2022 Slow Flower Summit. That's crazy. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Of course, Becky Feesby, our mutual friend from Prairie Go Flowers in um, uh, Calgary, Alberta, Canada, uh, got to you first, and you presented um, at her Sustainable Flowers Workshop just in September, right? Yes. Yeah. It was amazing. Awesome. And, like, the big takeaway for me in my presentation there was I think so instrumental, like if you want a life in flowers in some way, shape or form, which is you need to be able to adjust on the fly, right? So I love to tell this story, so indulge me. We didn't get to see the venue before the actual day of, of the of, um, workshop starting. And all summer long, all I knew was it was huge, but I kept saying it's huge, it's huge, it's huge. And when we got there, the photographer was like, what are you thinking? What are you going to do? Blah, blah, blah. I was like, I don't know. I just got here. There's so much space. I have to think about it for a second. And she was like, there's one window. And I like to see this on natural light. And I was like, me too. 
Um, so the 35, 3,800 square foot venue turned into like, we need to do this installation in a 10 by 20 type area. Um, so we had to, I had to adjust and I, you know, your friend Toby was there too. She helped me adjust very quickly. We got our mechanics up and nobody was the wiser that it wasn't exactly what was planned all summer long. But that's, you know, big takeaways. You have to adjust to on the, on the fly all the time. Right. I love that. Yeah, it's almost like a, a part one of your tools in your toolkit, which is to be unflappable and just make a like last minute split second decision when you can't control the space or whatever. Right. Exactly. Exactly. I actually I do some mentoring and I had one of my clients reach out to me yesterday and she was like, I made a huge mistake. I ordered the vases for next weekend's wedding two months ago. I opened one box. It was fine. I put them in storage. All of the other babies are broken. What do I do? I'm gonna she's like I'm freaking out, I'm freaking out. All their media start falling around. I know who has a base that you can borrow. And what I'm hearing is you're beating yourself up. You're like, that isn't gonna do any good for you. Every single vent florist makes that mistake. You'll never make it again. You will always check your inventory when it comes in. You will so, open every box. You will open every box. You will make sure because she can't get a credit now. It's been so long. All of that kind of stuff. Uh, and, I was like, and she was like, I said, listen, you have to stop beating yourself up. Truly, every single person has done that. Yeah. I'm sure. I know I have. So yeah. it's a lesson you learn one time. That one sticks because it stings. It's your wallet. Yeah. Right? Good, so, good advice. Well, so you yeah. said you're, you, you teach sustainable design and you are very visible uh, on your beautiful feed on... Um, you have your website, you have your email up there, and your website is TJ McGrath Design. But at Instagram, it's also teach at TJ McGrath, right? Yep, at TJ McGrath Design. Design, okay. So every time, I mean, you you always tag Slow Flowers, so I always see what you're doing, and it's stunning. And um, I know you're working with the end of the season availability, and you said you'd whip up something for us. So, yeah, <laughs> I did. So, <laughs> thank you. Me, you know, I get a little long-winded, Deborah. so if you want to cut me off, by all means, go ahead. <laughs> uh, but uh, so for me, you know, when you asked me like 10 minutes ago if I could do this. Uh, <laughs> I gave you two days notice. <laughs> I, so I started like panicking. I'm like, you know, if you look at my feed, it's hard to find some of those more experimental things because especially because I'm coming out of full flower season, right? We had right. lots and lots of flowers. So I had lots of flowers available to me. Um, so I was like panicking and I'm like, I have these leftover amazing chocolate dahlias from Hata. Oh, I mean, they're beautiful. Crazy. But they're, you know, I always say you have to really love a dahlia from, to the bitter end. Because from the retail perspe perspective, I can see a client not really appreciating the dying back at the back. But when you look at the front of it, it's right. still perfect. You know, there's still so much more life in that. <clears throat> So I stopped myself from panicking and said, just, just do you, work with what you have, because this, you know, when, when the season is in full bloom, I don't always remember to think out of the box. It doesn't, you know, I, Interesting. I yeah, I, I think I'm like a really good example of the fact that you can teach yourself to think out of the box. It doesn't necessarily always come incredibly naturally, right? So... So the pressure of hanging out with you this morning, and I was like, think out of the box, think out of the box. And I was like, I'm never going to eat these bananas. I'm never going to eat these bananas. 
So you so, are crazy. How many are there? There's three, and then I have one extra one in case, like I don't know, later on I want it to be like up here. I um, think you're gonna make. You can mash them up and make banana nut bread after this or something. If I knew how. Um, I'll yeah, send you the recipe. So I, I thought, you know, I was like, that that makes sense. I keep questioning myself often, and I put it out there on Instagram every now and then. This question of like, what's in your vase? You know, just to get people thinking about, is what's in your vase necessary? Is it healthy for the environment um, or whatever? So this is a total experiment amongst us. It could go completely horribly wrong, um, but that's okay. You know, you learn from your mistakes, right? It's so, brilliant uh, already. It's already, you've already elevated the lowly bruised banana. Right. right. <laughs> With just twine, right? It is. It's just regular garden twine. And... You know, I often, so I, you probably thought you'd see me using my hairpin, which I love. Um, but when I'm teaching the hairpin at the workshop, I, you know, people, the first question is, is like, well, how do I cover it? I'm like, why do you want to cover it? You know, you don't, it, it's, it's a work of art. It's an American invention. Yeah. And if Good point. Author, like if whoever is looking at your arrangement is so intrigued by it that they need to go in and look at it that arrangement is a huge success and they should see how you did it. Yeah. It's a teachable moment. I love it's that. Moment. So, so yeah, I've got some of these dahlias. I picked also some, um, can you believe I still have one garden rose? Oh my God. From your garden? From my garden. I actually love have two it. And we've had like frost a few times. So isn't it great? I mean, I always love finding a rose in December in my garden. And, the, you know, they're tinier. This one is quite large that you have. It's crazy. <laughs> it just refuses to. So I do have a pin frog at the bottom of there. Okay. Um, and I also, I have some beautiful dogwood that I thought would, like, kind of picked up both of the colors, right? It's beautiful. So got a the, bit stem, of the stem and the leaves. Yeah, right? And then, so I wish nature would do that naturally, make a beautiful, delicate branch. But again, I have to remind, like, when I first cut it, it was this mass of gorgeous leaves. And so editing is such a big part of, I think, what we do. And again, something that I, I believe you can teach yourself to do because it doesn't, I have to remind myself, wow, edit some of this stuff. Um, so yeah, sure. it's like you almost have to give yourself permission to um, to have some restraint, I guess. Yes. Yeah. Um, I mean, I I love a lot of well. I mean, I don't really love a lot of greenery. I'm not going to lie here on. You're a level. you're like a flower guy. You're flower forward. I, I know it's so funny. So I, I have a huge Thanksgiving um, in, home installation next week. And Kim is um, working feverishly with lots of local designers who have really big... I'm sorry, my cat is going after my rutabecca. Oh, dear. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, so... Wait, you I have two dogs and a cat? Yes, we have a cat as well. We actually... Oh. I had a cat first. Okay. Before the, before the two dogs. And she had a brother, but he's now gone. Wow. Uh, it's a full household. It, yeah, you know, we're a happy little family here in Plainfield. So you're I cut you off. You were talking about the Thanksgiving installation. It's for a private client? It's for a private client. Um, it is probably, you know, I mean, it's it's a nice size wedding, only it's in a house. And it's not really a wedding. Um, it's just she's 
she's celebrating the fact that that she can get together with family. Love um, it. Love it. Yeah. And she was like, she was like, I just want to go nuts. I want to, I want to have flowers everywhere. And I want to do those things that you call installations and all of that super fun stuff. So now I'm going to. I'm going to go crazy with my barbecue skewer here and see if I can get one of these dahlias right through my banana. Um, I was wondering if you were going to use the banana almost as a foam alternative. You, I, you created I, a little hole for it. Yeah, I created a hole. That stem is actually going to go into the water. But yeah, for sure the purpose of the banana is to hopefully elevate a stem um, above the rest of the design right totally like even even um you're not that, going to have that in the pin frog at all or the water it's just going to be nope. just in the banana and <laughs> love it <laughs> it's a science experiment right like how long will it last in the banana the last time i actually tried to use bananas as a water source um i had peeled them and so, and it was like July and it was really hot and the bananas started melting and the flowers, but I was like, it was a complete and epic fail. Um, oh my but, gosh. So but it, this, you were probably using a, uh, a, an unripe peeled banana versus the, this style, right? Yes, exactly. So. But you're, you know, just the experimentation of that fail is what made you rethink, okay, maybe I can do it with the skin on this time. Exactly. So, you know, and that's, that's one of the things that I talk about, like, at the workshop a lot. It's just, like, especially at a workshop, my God, I'm ridiculously, you know, crazy about having more flowers than anybody will ever need at a compote and a bouquet workshop. Um, but I want them to be able to make the most ginormous, you know, if they want to make a car-sized bouquet, this is their opportunity, um, which was, was cool. This is the workshop you just taught at Hotel. This is the workshop that I just taught. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, we'll have to we'll have to get our heads together and figure out what we're going to do uh, when you demonstrate a, a compote or a centerpiece at the summit because I'd really like you to be able to <clears throat> do do that same thing you just alluded to, which is respond to what's in season, which you can't plan ahead for. You'll you'll have to see what you know what's right. blooming. And then that goes back to the whole, like, you know, if you want to be in flowers, you have to learn how to adjust, you know. The other, it was, it was exactly the same way in Calgary. I thought one of the most amazing things about Becky's workshop was the fact that I think 95 or 99, some crazy amount of, the flowers were all grown by participants. Mm. Uh, so, which is incredibly cool unless you are the instructor and you're not seeing those until the day of the workshop. Right, right. So you, you know, I, I, I knew we were getting lots of flowers, but I didn't really see them. I don't know, maybe I want that there, maybe I don't. What is that? That's the Rudbeckia? That's um, Rudbeckia hortensia. So flowers always have a story, right? I think. Um, and this Rudbeckia hortensia is in my house, an heirloom flower because it originated in my father's garden. It looks like a dahlia sometimes. People often ask me if it's a dahlia. But um, one of the things that I love about it is, is it blooms from probably, depending on the weather, late June to like the first two weeks of August. So did so you, did, you, you dug some up and brought with you to this garden? 
No, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. I dug up some of his. Um, this is, uh, yeah, I dug up some of his and brought it to my first garden, which this is my second house in this town. Um, and I then dug it up, so I planted it there in that first house, and then I dug it up and planted it here as well, where I sold it. How big is your garden, TJ? Is it just uh, enough to cut for your personal use? Yes, yes. <clears throat> and it's, it's hardly enough to let the dogs get all the exercise that they need. <laughs> so it used to, so these dogs have been with us for, Chaucer's going to be three. So, so just about three years. Um, and up until three years ago, I actually had like a nice cutting garden, a nice garden, mostly perennial. This is turning into like a crazy thing. It's, you know what though, the, your process, I, I'm so fascinated by it because it's like you work with negative space as much as positive space in where you're placing things. And, um, I don't think you have a design in mind before you start, but it seems so natural the way you're like looking for where's the next, you know, next negative space that needs to be occupied with a mass of flowers. Yes. Well, thank you for noticing that because I, I, I don't really know what I'm doing. No, I'm just, um, but yeah, I don't, I don't ever really, I didn't have a vision for what, what these dahlias would do. The only thing I thought was, they're really dark. I struggle to photograph dark colored flowers. So I wanted to, I was just like, just don't jam pack them. So they become one big color blur. Yeah. Uh, but that was all I sort of had in mind. But having the yellow from the, the golden foliage and the uh, bananas and the white vessel really helps. And so you know what will happen? I will take a picture of this and Kim will say, see, I was right. That chocolate dahlia goes beautifully with yellow. Kim is an artist. Kim at Hata is an artist. And so we talk about color a lot. Um, she, you know, a lot of the designers now who are now shopping direct and sort of um, have created relationships with her are sending her their mood boards and saying whatever in this palette. You know Oh I mean? my goodness. It, yeah. Like she's, she's an incredibly talented She's an artist, so she sees color. She sees color just like we all see color differently. She sees it probably better than I do because she swore that these two colors went together, and I was like, no, uh, they don't. Um, I love and, it. And well, well, she'll feel vindicated, but also a little bit of kind of gave you something to bounce around and challenge yourself. Yes, exactly, which I, which I do all the time. I'm, I'm all about challenging myself. I don't ever feel like... Um, I don't know. I never feel like I've created that one thing that's that's my legacy, for lack of a better. Uh, yeah, like like you're you're never done. Right, right. I'm always so, learning. So, TJ, can we talk a little bit about your process uh, when you are designing? I mean, it almost looks like you set up your own little um, daily challenge for yourself to design, and then you. You do something really beautiful, like about this scale of what you've done here, and um, then you photograph it and post it. Um, but is that am I am I right, or do you, is it you just you know do you start out the day and say what am I going to create and how am I am I going to share it with people, or is it just ha a coincidence? I say I start out, so I start out every day exactly the same way. What can I sell? Who can I talk to? Why can I have flowers in the house today? Um, 
So that's, you know, I think that's the big mission, has been the big mission of the studio all year long. You are trying to, work, again, back to restraint. You're working with within what's available and what <clears throat> you didn't have to go spend $100 on flowers. You used either from your own source or, you know, leftovers is kind of a negative word, but it, what should we call it? Um, excess flowers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For flowers, you know, I, I say to a lot of the folks that I'm freelancing with who are producing big weddings every week, you know, there's always flowers that, that a good designer knows when to stop. Right. So there's, there's always a, some flowers at the end of almost every event. I don't think I've actually, I worked one event this year where every single flower was stuck into it. Um, <laughs> That's crazy. It was it was it was massive and it was impressive and it was cool. Um, you know, it's to me social media is is the easiest way to grow a business for someone like me who's just starting out. I don't have I don't have an advertising budget, you know. So leftovers are free advertising for me. So I tell everybody to take a picture. You know, it doesn't mm -hmm. have. Uh, a professional image, like take a like people need to see the other side of you, what you do, you know, how you're inspired by what's left over. That isn't actually the client's vision, right? I love that. I love that. And then, do you have a place in your um, house that you always photograph? Because you have some really interesting background colors that you use. So um, we're here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we're in this is the spot where okay, I... Okay, let, let, let me stop and ask you to tell us what you're going to do with the rose. Okay. Yeah, I'm debating. Does it go or doesn't it go? I mean, it's, it's, it's a rose in New Jersey after three or four severe frosts, so I'm going to make it go. And uh, the, the color is quite lovely with the, yeah, with the palette okay. you have. And I, I feel like I've got all this, you know, the yellow is sort of spinning up that side mm -hmm. of the banana, so I want to just hint it over this way. It's it's too special to just test it in the banana. So I'm going to try to get her into, nah, you know what, let's just test her. <laughs> Put her in the well, banana. Well, the, it's interesting because truth be told, it only needs to last as long as you get a photograph, right? Photograph, exactly. Yeah. Even um, though uh, you want to have flowers in your house all day. I love that. Right. Well, and truth be told, Deborah, this arrangement, if I, if I didn't have I mean, I don't hate that. I think it's quite elegant. Right? It's, yes. It's kind of just uh, in conversation with that foliage. Yeah. With that dogwood foliage. Beautiful. It brings it over a little bit, right? That color, that, yeah. that story. I like that. Yeah. Me too. Um, so hang on one second and I'll show you where the photography happens. Okay, good. It happens right here. Oh my goodness. You just have this massive board. It, what kind of board is that? Is it like a, a piece of phone cord? I got it at Michael's. It's just like the cheapest. It's, <clears throat> I don't know how they grade their artists. Like, yeah. It's level one. For, <laughs> I, I'm assuming it's beginners like me. Um, and the paint on it is actually leftover paint from the fireplace. It's leftover paint from the fireplace. Cause it, which is kind of cool because it's it's your it's a palette that you live with. Yes, I do. Um, my interior designer friend, it's the wrong choice for the wall, but um, wow, I, 
still. It's, uh, it's going to go gray, a really beautiful charcoal gray, probably soon, which means that might go gray. Uh, you, this is your fireplace color. This is our fire, this is okay. fireplace. But I often do a sort of... So that, that fireplace, those um, things that I do on my fireplace, that is how I got... And this is a lesson to everyone who doesn't understand why... I say social media is free advertising and you can build a whole business off of it. Um, this Thanksgiving Day installation is because of the things she's seen on my fireplace. Yes. So. Well, <clears throat> you you often strip it down and start from scratch and build a beautiful installation on the mantle, right? Kind of up yep. and across. Yep. yep. Awesome. And now so. there's a new product, that ocean product. Um, from New Age Floral. So the next thing that goes on that fireplace will be a test of it inside as a hanging thing. I tested it at the workshop. Talk about that product, because I, I almost, I, I, it's like a pillow or something, right? Yeah, do you want me to show it to you? Yes, if you have time. Yeah, I have one. It makes, he's making me want to go get a board and paint it a beautiful blue, but I don't want to, I, I want to find my own blue, so I'm not using a TJ blue. This is one that's actually been soaked and is puffed up. Oh, like a little, like a, a, a type of washcloth that you hydrate. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. So you just poke a few holes in it. Um, I do, I think she suggests 12 holes on either side. You drop it in some water. It fills up pretty quickly, like in about four minutes, and it's ready to design. So it, it's, it's called Ocean? Ocean, O-S-H-U-N. Okay. You can get you can get it at New Age Floral, and I think we'll be playing with some of these at the summit. Wow, wow. So you have this um, wrapped in chicken wire? Like, have you kind of put a little, like, pocket purse around it? Exactly. Okay. So with floral foam, you know, they put those cages around them. It's, it's the exact same concept. Just sort and, of caged it, and then it hung. Oh, my like, gosh. Wow. So I was able to design it 360 degrees. Um, and it was just, you know, at the workshop, I always try to, since we weren't doing an installation, I wanted to, and this was a relatively new product that, that, I mean, again, like, here's another lesson, right? I keep teaching myself things every day. I was like, what would happen if I reached out to the woman who's made this and say, can I be a brand ambassador? And like, it took so much courage, but I sent that email and now I'm the first brand ambassador. And so like... So I'm proud of you. That's awesome. Yeah, I, right? I actually, you are a brand ambassador because I didn't know anything about it until I saw it on your feed. And I thought, oh, is is TJ like their U.S. In, uh, rep? And it sounds like you are. Well, I'm, it's made in the U.S., which is awesome. Okay. Um, and, you know, I just, I really want to, I'm not that smart, right? Like, I can't think of crazy things other than bananas, to <laughs> come up with as like floral foam alternatives. And so when I saw it, I immediately like went to the website and bought it. And I tried it and I reached out and was like, I love it. Like I, I want to help you sell more of it. So I was afraid to send, I sent. And I am now the brand ambassador. So I've gotten some nice freebies and stuff like that. And, and I have a friend now. Wow. But you know, you... You are not, this is not luck, TJ. This is, yes, you had to like put yourself out there, but your work is your calling card. 
And that's, I think, what you're saying about Instagram. It's like putting your work out um, yes. is a way to just stay, you know, stay fresh and stay, you know, push yourself and stay forward in terms of what you want to do with with every botanical thing that moves through your hands. I love it. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Just like answer all the questions, Deborah. You did a better job than me. <laughs> no. So, so just to, to finish this conversation, yeah. the blue board will rest up against your kitchen cabinet, or how so do you photograph board. it? Now, the blue board will actually rest on the, I think it's the 40-inch Harlow stand. It's got, but you're sitting on it right now. Oh, I so see. I, I see. So it'll, you'll flip it. Okay. I'll, right. Once I take you off, I've got this nice crossbar that sits right on the Harlow stand that gives me pretty much exactly enough space. The height you want it. That's, an, that's amazing. Yeah, this is the best light that I get in the house. And almost all day, it kind of like reflects off of my neighbor's house in. So it's, it's a small little spot. But you're you're making it work. You're making it work, and you you know the thing is, the small spot is all you need for the size of our screens, right? So it's it's perfect. Yeah. yeah. This it's, this this is so beautiful, TJ. <laughs> it's not. So I, I the other reason I thought bananas, I was like, I am so bananas over the fact that I've been asked to present at Slow Fly or something. Like, utterly bananas. I, I, I was like, I need to work bananas into this somehow. That <laughs> bananas will, will... I try to sort of subliminally send messages sometimes through through whatever it is that I'm, I'm making, or at, least, or at least I try to see whatever I'm thinking about in what I've created. Um, and when I look at this arrangement, I'm going to know that the bananas are really there because I'm, like, over-the-top bananas excited about Slow Flower Summit. Oh, honey, I am too. I'm so excited. And I just, um, well, I'm glad you live nearby because hopefully you will get to go up uh, from where you live in New Jersey up to the venues, right? Maple Grove Farm in Bedford, where Zinnia is going to uh, host us, and then also Stone Barn Center. So you can kind of, if you have time, see the spaces before uh, yep. we have the summit. And hopefully I'll come out and meet you because it would be, it, it is hard on an artist to not know the space. And I, I know that with a wedding or a, a corporate event or a home, that wouldn't happen. It's just, you know, when you travel, it is a little different. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, I would like for that to happen too, for yeah. sure. Good. Um, I think we can make that happen. Yeah. Um, but I don't think it'll, I don't think it'll, if it doesn't happen for some reason, it's not going to interrupt with an incredible event in what we create. We're just going to adjust. Yeah, and I really think the the the, the theme of uh, flowers as artists muse is emerging as kind of um, the theme for the whole three days. And I feel like you know you design with abandon, and you are you are definitely drawing inspiration from the materials that you gather, and um, they are your muse. Um, you just, you know, see things in a different way. And I love seeing it expressed in that compote. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I mean, you know. So will we see that on your Instagram feed later today or tomorrow? Um, you, probably tomorrow. I've got, uh, uh, yeah, I've got to get it photographed. But then I also, <laughs> I think I told you I'm freelancing for a wedding. I have a house full of flowers that need to get conditioned for that <laughs> Well, sorry to distract you, but I'm glad you were letting your, you're willing to be distracted a little bit. Thank you. Thank you.
Really, thank you. Well, I'll see you soon, TJ. Thanks for helping us kind of tease everybody about what they're going to learn when they watch you demonstrate and attend your two sessions at the Slow Flowers Summit. And uh, I couldn't be I couldn't be happier that you said yes. I I never would have said no. Okay. <laughs> Thanks so much. Thank you, Deborah. Thanks so much for joining us today. As I mentioned, you can watch the replay video of today's show at deborahprinzing.com for episode 533. And I've added the replay video of our 2020 member meetup with TJ demonstrating foam-free floral design that time too. Check out the entire program for the Slow Flower Summit 2022 and meet our amazing speakers. View the schedule, venue, lodging, and registration details. It's all found at slowflowerssummit.com. Ticket sales open on December 1st with a fabulous discount offered to the first 50 who register. Our next sponsor thanks goes to Johnny's Selected Seeds, an employee-owned company that provides our industry with the best flower, herb, and vegetable seeds, supplied to farms large and small, and even to backyard cutting gardens like mine. Find the full catalog of flower seeds and bulbs at johnnysseeds.com. It's the week of Thanksgiving, so that means coming up this weekend, you have lots of opportunities to save on Black Friday, Small Business Saturday and Sunday, and Cyber Monday from November 26th to 29th. Check out the links in today's show notes for three Slow Flower savings. Our first offer is 20% off all merchandise at the Slow Flowers Mercantile. Uh, we've packaged a second offer of nine very special video presentations from the 2021 Slow Flower Summit available for purchase for the first time at a $99 discount rate. That's a, for a bundle of over eight hours of valuable and inspiring content. And you can enjoy a discount on my returning online writing course, the Slow Flowers Creative Workshop Floral Storytelling, which returns on January 11th of 2022. But if you sign up for the course this coming weekend, you will receive $100 off the course paying only $197. Okay, lots to do and lots to look at. Our final sponsor thanks goes to Mayash Wholesale Florist. Family owned since 1978, Mayash is the premier wedding and event supplier in the U.S. And we're thrilled to partner with them to promote local and domestic flowers, which they source from farms large and small around the U.S. Learn more at mayash.com. And here's your final reminder to take the Slow Flowers member survey, which closes on December 3rd. For those of you who have not yet completed the annual member survey, here's an enticement. Complete it by December 3rd, which is our closing date, and share your contact information on the survey to be entered into drawings for a complimentary Slow Flowers premium membership for one year or a free dinner at the Slow Flowers Summit at Blue Hill Restaurant at Stone Barns. It's a phenomenal meal. Uh, we're separately ticketing the dinner and the value is $350. Well, like all the other news I've highlighted today, you can find the link to take our annual survey in today's show notes at deborahprincing.com for episode 533. 
Thank you so much for joining us today. The Slow Flowers Podcast is a member-supported endeavor, downloaded more than 788,000 times by listeners like you. Thank you for listening, commenting, and sharing. It means so much. As our movement gains more supporters and more passionate participants who believe in the importance of our domestic cut flower industry, the momentum is contagious. I know you feel it too. If you're new to our weekly show and our long-running podcast, check out all of our resources at slowflowerssociety.com and consider making a donation to sustain Slow Flowers' ongoing advocacy, education, and outreach activities. Or consider joining the Slow Flower Society. I'm Deborah Prinzing, host and producer of the Slow Flowers show and podcast. Next week, you're invited to join me in putting more slow flowers on the table, one stem, one vase at a time. The content and opinions expressed here are either mine alone or those of my guests alone, independent of any podcast sponsor or other person, company, or organization. The Slow Flowers podcast is engineered and edited by Andrew Brenlin. You can learn more about Andrew's work at soundbodymovement.com. Music